This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Steve Curt and Eric here with the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. And I just got to tell you guys what I got in my hand right now. It's the Badlands Tree Stand Pack. Badlandspacks.com has made the best tree stand pack that you could ever hey, have. Whoa. Way too many packs in that sentence you just did right now. I'm just, I have a leaflet with the word pack in every single pocket, nook and cranny that you can fit into this pack. It is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is the greatest pack you've ever seen? I promise that. But in all serious though, the tree stand pack, in our opinion, is the best pack for hunting out of a tree stand. It's got, what's the stash? pouch called the stash pouch is that what the it is sta- it's called the stash basket ladies and gentlemen oh. the stash basket dude this pack is tree stand friendly you can get your hydration in there so you can get a a water pack quiver ca- uh, but no compatible. hold on most important of all your grunt call your rangefinder everything you need for bow hunting out of a tree stand is at the ready no fumbling through your pack hey that big buck is no longer going to get away 20 yards straight through the lungs call it a day this episode is also brought to you by Creative Critters Taxidermy by Mark Reif. Some of the best quality taxidermy money can buy. You spend all that money to go after that big buck, and then when it finally happens, you don't want to cut yourself short on a crappy taxidermy mount. Best thing you can do, Creative Critters Taxidermy. And also when you want to stare at that mount and you want to eat that deer that you shot, Smith's Custom Meats right there in Viola, Go ahead and check out smithscustommeats.com for all your deer processing needs. Viola, Illinois. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in three, two. Oh, one. snap! Left about four, no one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. I'm glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> That one, that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just 
aiming too long and just moved a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, it fired, you know, crap. I knew as soon as it left, it was just a little high. But he came right out in the field, made a scrape right in the cornfield, started grunting, walked 30 yards, made another scrape. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Episode number 54 here from 1600 Buckslayer Place right here in the Buckatorium Studios. Coming to you a little late this evening, just past the midnight hour, and all the bad stuff happens at the midnight hour. We are here live in the studio, and I'm not kidding with you, with the one and only Chip City and his driver, <laughs> Mule Man. <laughs> Muley! That's right. Driver. I am here. Driver, Muley, Mule Man, Taylor. I don't even know what your last name is. Longshank. Plows. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Plows. <laughs> this is uh, episode 54 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Uh... Yeah, we've been uh, hanging out with these two dudes all day. We pre-gamed it a little bit. Um, Kurt in the house over here. We actually have a full house of the podcast. All four of us are here. It Eric, is a full Eric, house. Eric, it Eric, is too legit to quit. Eric's hey, hey. Here. Logan's here. We should we should start off everybody one by one by inter- introducing each other, just so everybody knows who's here. Who's here, what's actually. Going okay. On. For uh, sure, for I'll sure. start off. Uh, my name is Steven, and my favorite color is blue. <laughs> okay. Kurt's here, and uh, that's all that matters. Uh, this is the studio here. Eric. Eric's here, and uh, I'm here. Eric is here. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Eric's barely here. (laughs) Logan, give her. The Mule Man is here. Oh, the Mule Man. Mule Man. They call him Muley. I'm not just Chip's driver. I am also an editor for Fear No Evil, a show Chip works for, and I'm a cameraman. So you're uh, basically still, Chip is your boss, right? In a sense, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not his driver. Well, he has Uber for that. That's a friendly thing. <laughs> we couldn't do it without Muley. Muley is the magic behind everything. He rough cuts everything. So Muley gets the episodes ready, and I look at them, and I change a bunch of things, and I work on it. So Muley works on it. He looks at all the footage. Muley's job is to look at all the footage and pick what's usable and what's not usable. And then he puts that into story form, and he makes a little story out of it into a story that me and him collaborate on and work on and figure out what's the story. So then he puts the footage to that uh, format, then he shows it to me, and then I switch things around, and I put music to it, and I put transitions to it, and I put the finishing touches on it and edit it, and that's the show. That's an odd color choice, Chip. So the magic <laughs> behind everything is Muley. I think everybody needs to go, Muley! They call him oh, Muley. They call him it's got a nice tune to it. Now, we we pregame before this podcast just yeah. to have a good time and even Logan's not yeah. talking still. Logan's I think yeah. I think every five seconds I said Mule Man. Just oh no, I think it was going in a circle here. So yeah. uh, Chip City's in the place to be, and then we got who? We got Logan in the place to be tonight. <laughs> what Steve? What? Copied and pasted exactly what Chip City said. What, I like that. Yeah. What what else am I supposed to say? I don't Besides, know. Say either, something unique. Either. Well, yeah, they, what, what's your favorite, okay. like, color? I like walks on the beach. I like hot pink is my favorite color. That really is your favorite color, it is. though. That's a fun fact about Logan. There's nothing wrong with that. No. 
And especially when you put on your fletchings for your arrows, when you do 3D shooting or you shoot a deer in the woods, you can see your hot pink fletchings from your stand. There's nothing or natu- from wherever you stand at. There's nothing naturally pink in the woods. That's a fact. Well, you guys don't go to the woods that I go to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to say that right now. Uh, dude, this is, like, super cool. I mean, well, a lot of times we don't get uh, – High-profile guests in the uh, in the podcast studio, and today's no exception. But uh, we've got you guys here. That was an insult. You, so you guys could be high a, profile. I know. Yeah, you guys could be insulted wow. at any point. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little uh, hoarse, uh, or if you like to say, I'm a little muley in the throat. <laughs> tell us about yourselves, guys. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, my name is Chip City, and uh, I've been producing outdoor television for the Sportsman's Channel and the Outdoor Channel for, I would say, roughly five years now. Uh, Started off with a show called Animal House, if you guys are familiar with that. It's a little cult classic show. Uh, Me and three buddies of mine from upstate New York produced our own show on the Sportsman's Channel called Animal House. And it's kind of your jackassy uh, MTV reality show meets uh, three buddies that are just really into hunting and filming each other and just having a good time. And that was a, that's what it's about. A lot of people can uh, relate to it. A lot of younger, a lot of the younger generation can relate to it because you know a lot you of got, skateboarding kids. And yeah, oh, yeah. Kids I mean, and it's just you and three other buddies, and you love filming, and you got no other outlet, and you want to do something with the footage, and you just have fun, and you love filming, you love hanging out, and just the camaraderie of everything, and you just film everything, and that's what that show is about. So it touched a lot of people. Yeah. And then um, through that show, I met Chris Brackett on, uh, if you guys know him, on uh, Arrow Affliction, which originally premiered on the uh, Sportsman's Channel, and then uh, which further moved on to Fear No Evil on the Outdoor Channel. So that's how I met Chris, and Chris and I have been friends since you know I was doing Animal House. He reached out to me, and um, when Animal House kind of fell through, and the crew kind of got a little bit older, and... You know, Chad was like, you know, I really can't see you throwing live turkeys on me while I sleep. I, can't, I really can't do that. I can't do that for a living anymore. I got kids. But hey, Chip, can I cut you off for a second? We got to talk about the bow fishing underwater video with, with uh, Animal House. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. That, that went, I remember watching that, and I'm like, there's no way that bow is going to shoot correctly underwater. Yeah, like, they shoot underwater. I mean, like, well, I'm thinking if you got one limb out of water and the bottom limbs in water, that'll gonna, crack a limb. That yeah, can crack yeah. a limb. Yeah, that can crack a limb. We cracked. A, but how many views does that thing have online right now? <sighs> over a million. That is insane. Yeah. Over. Did a million. you think that would ever happen with that? How how, like, how did that all come about? Like, oh, like I thought it would be way over a million when I first like. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta aim high when you're doing stuff yeah, like, like that. When it was an original idea, I'm like, this thing is gonna blow. It's gonna be huge. And uh, I mean, we went through with it. We went through with writing it and planning it and figuring out how we were gonna do it. And you know how many days it would take to film. I mean, it's a lot. Like when you're when you're ready to film something, you're not just like, okay, we're gonna do it. You know, you got to plan everything out and figure out how much time, mm-hmm. how much energy, how much money it's going to cost to film this. So we figured out how much it was going to do, and we filmed it. And we thought it was going to be huge, and we let it out, and everybody's just like, 
Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has, has you know, done so that like, already? So it didn't. It, it. Like when we first dropped it on the internet, people like you go on like uh, what's that? What's what's that? Uh, the website that everybody talks archery on. Oh, archery, archery talk, talk. Archery talk. Yeah, whatever. Archery talk. The um, website everyone talks archery on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah archery talk. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's Tumblr. Tumblr's kind of something else. Yeah, archery <laughs> talk. Anyway, like so, everybody hated it on Archery Talk. Everybody, really, I, I put it out on Archery Talk. And I didn't know it was archeryhaters.com, dot com, man. No, it really was. Well, that's the thing, though. So, archery Talk's iffy with people, but anyway, that's besides the point. So, like, so, so, it got no love on Archery Talk. Let's just put it what that way. And when that released at the time, like YouTube and Archery Talk was like your two outlets. If you're yeah. in, if you're producing outdoor television, it's like Archery Talk or not outdoor television, but just outdoor media. Anything. Period. Yeah. It's like Archery Talk and Facebook and YouTube. So like. You know, archery talk. Everybody was just hating on it. Yeah. So and it got no love, and then like on which why? Like what are they saying on about YouTube? It? it like got whatever, so many hits, and people are like, "Are you eating those fish? How dare you?" Uh. And, <laughs> and um, so it did so that was like was that like the main thing of hate for that video? I, I, dude, I don't know what it was. It's just like everybody was sour back then. People didn't want to see like fun stuff. No, people <laughs> didn't want to see three young individuals having a blast. Like, yeah. we're having fun. We're having a blast. We're having fun. We're enjoying our youth, and we're having fun, and we're shooting fish underwater, which has never been seen before with a bow, okay? But people are like, oh, uh, dude, like, use a spear gun, like, idiot. Like, hey, a hey, spear hey, gun? Hey, Chip. Yeah. Chip. Uh, Chip, listen, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So okay, so, that probably there's a generation that will not get that reference. I don't get that reference. So I, did you I, not have television as a kid? All right, because there was this dude that was in West really, Philadelphia. Oh, he was man. born and raised on the playground. He spent most of his days anyway. Shoot some b-ball outside of school in a couple. Of, yeah. Yeah, they were up to no good, right? Yeah, so I know you're making trouble in my neighborhood. I know you're talking about now. one little fight. My, my mom, mom got scared. Said she moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. So I whistled for a cab, but when it came near, the license press it fresh, and there was dice in the mirror. Hey, Andrew Dice Man Clay. All right, that's a different podcast. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to cut up your story. I just figured that was worth mentioning the bow fishing video. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It got hit, it got so many hits. I but knew it's it was crazy big. because like nowadays, like all of these. Um, since now is everything is social media, you got all of these like uh, everyone has a voice. I want to call them magazines, but they're not magazines; they're websites. They're like websites that host like news. It's like, like a blog. It's web. like a blog. Oh, you said news. Whatever. I like, thought you said something else. Sorry. Yeah, so it's like you have. Uh, I don't even know the names of them, and I wouldn't even really want to shout them out anyway. But um, they're all blasting it. You know, they find it on YouTube, and they're like, "Oh, this could get me a lot of hits on my website." So what they do is they create this like fake little video player with a play button on it, and you think it's a video, so you're like, oh, uh, dude yeah, yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. carp underwater. That would look cool. So you click on it, but then it sends you to their website, and then there's an article on it, which is cool. Big ups to them. Like That's why the video is at a million hits, so that's yeah. awesome. But at the same time, out of the hundreds of people that have taken that video from YouTube, not a single one of them have given me a shout-out. You know what? Yeah, and that's that's BS, really. None, at the end like, of the day, like, like, like my YouTube is connected to my Facebook, 
so they can easily go, okay, who's this dude who posted yeah. this video? Yeah. Let's yeah. message him and say, hey, want to do this article? Like, can we give you a shot? Oh, awesome. Yeah, like, yeah just it. give you props like, for the video. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, one yeah, time yeah, yeah. we were all hanging well, out here. It's and not like it's unclear who's in the video. You know what I mean? It's like it's easy to find who it is. It's easy to track it. They found yeah. it on YouTube. Everything's trackable from there. Off so, your like, channel. So. I love yep. I love them all, and like I'm very like grateful for them like sharing it and for it exploding because it did yeah. start off like everybody hated it and now like everybody loves that video like everybody like it's like it's over a million hits yeah you know it's what kurt was showing us that video and we were watching it and that was you know it, it was like super cool to us it was like that's awesome and my girlfriend was over here watching it and she's not a hunter and she's watching it, and she goes oh my god can you do that i kind of want to do that yeah you know so for her it was like somebody who's not hunting or you know bow fishing all the time they what they saw was a guy underwater bow fishing carp and to her it was the coolest thing on the planet exactly and it didn't have to even be uh, 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 shooting carp underwater that's what animal house was all about was to introduce this kind of fun to people that no matter what we were doing whether we were shooting deer turkeys hogs wherever they were shooting carp underwater it would get people inspired and uh, I- introduce them to like what we all do yeah. and make outsiders f- like like it well, enjoy it like th- your girlfriend can watch it your yeah. cousin that doesn't hunt can watch it that's what animal house well the cool thing for. is like when that video first came out and that whole deal like animal house in general to someone like me who grew up BMX skateboarding all that it right. kind of appealed to right. me because it's kind of like yeah out of the box crazy wild extreme but you know, if you're also interested in hunting, it draws you right in. Right. And I think that's why you still have, I see online all the time, people, hey, bring Animal House back, man. Is it going to come back? Is it going to come back? You know, I don't, I'll be honest, like, I don't see the actual television series coming back. Yeah. But and, a Netflix miniseries? Unless, <laughs> unless there's some, <laughs> unless there's some big dollars involved. I mean, uh, what's, what's big money to you? Hopefully someone's listening. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't put it out there like that. The thing is, oh, well, it's like, hey, I just want to compare. The thing, the do you know what is, big dollars is to me? Listen, I mean, fifteen hundred bucks I, I, is I'm big not, money to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not interested in like pursuing it myself, trying to produce yeah. it, trying yeah. to go after, trying to go after the money, trying to go after the sponsors. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to outdoor television that's involved that a lot of people don't understand, but. Unless like unless there's an outside money investor that wants to see this happen and go through and invest money in it, then no, I don't really see it happening. Yeah. And then and then on the other hand, too, you've got uh, you know you've which got, is understandable completely. And it's just, just it's not just with myself; it would be with the other characters. It'd be with Mister Serious and with Laura Krungle, where they would yeah. have to be paid as well. So it's a three man team, and and to convince Mister Serious. Uh, to do it again would be very difficult. It's got to like, be a very serious okay, conversation. All right, I've already thought about this, and if someone was to come up to me with a proposal where they wanted to pay for something like this to happen, it wouldn't be a television show. It would be I would do a documentary slash movie, and the movie would be about trying to get the crew back together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that like would, a recruitment. Yes, a like a, recruitment. like an old school. Like have you seen the, making the you've band, obviously yeah. seen the Blues Brothers? 
Oh yeah. So it'd be like that. It'd be it'd be the bruise it'd be the Blues Brothers movie, but it'd be with Animal House, and that's all I could guarantee them was I hey. could make a movie about trying to get it back together. But yeah, you want to like, hear a funny story about the Blues Brothers? That movie was supposed to be filmed. Here in the Quad Cities. Yeah, I mean. Like, if you, if we would have gone downtown Rock Island, uh, <laughs> there's Jake and Elwood Blues statues. And on the, the records, Jake and Elwood are from Rock Island, Illinois, my hometown. There's a lot of famous people from Illinois. There actually is. Man. I didn't know that until Steve was on the podcast. A lot like, of famous, oh, yeah, did you know he's right, from right, Rock Island? All right, all right, a lot of famous comedians. Uh, if you guys obviously pay attention to this show, then you know that Steven is a stand-up comedian himself. That's right. That's very true, the actually. The most famous, right in front of Sam Kinison, who's dead, so I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to get into that because that's kind of something that I've really been thinking about and diving yeah. into. Well, let's actually talk about that, and I want to say, Chip, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off where you were going, but I had I wanted to talk about that uh, the carp video. Yeah. So I, just, I had to make that a point. Oh, no, no, but, no, no. Yeah, so, you're good. We'll bounce back to Chip where he was going before I interrupted him on the carpet. I don't even know where I was going. Where was I going? I don't know, but so maybe that's a good thing that we we interrupted. Yeah, but Steve, you're talking about your when career. The, when the hell are you going to get back into stand up com- uh, comedy? Let's let's discuss uh, this for five seconds. You know here. what? I I ended up because uh, I took a break and I was I was really focusing on this um, on this podcast. So. You know, it's not like stand up. We do it once a week. <laughs> I know, I know. But it took every every local open mic comics like uh, I couldn't prepare 5 minutes this week because I had to do something earlier this week. Um there's an open mic uh well, yeah, they like call an open mic. But in Rock Island, Illinois on February 19th, it's the uh Quad City Laugh Hard down at the Speakeasy in Rock Island. Uh, it's going to be, I think like seven o'clock February 19th. I went and did a set and I actually did a set about, uh, probably three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. It was a Sunday night. I found I didn't have to go to work on Monday morning. So I went out and I reconnected with all my buddies, you know, did a five, seven minute set, you know, just something real quick at this little bar. And I told the story about how I talked to Shawn Michaels on the phone. And with stand-up comics, that's absolutely going to kill it. And the funny thing was, like, you know, I told them, I was like, yeah, I do this uh, bow hunting podcast. So my buddies had to go down to ATA. You know, I kind of explained it a little bit. The funny Laid out thing the story, was, whatever, all I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying the funny thing was I told that story, you know, on stage, but I made it to where it's like you could still, like, I didn't have to give you my life story. As soon as I get off stage, I thought everybody would ask me about Shawn Michaels. I go, oh, so you're doing a bow hunting podcast now? That's weird. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's real weird. I know. Well, here's the thing. I want to. I'm going <laughs> to encourage you to do more stand up comedy, and uh, I think you should just let your friends write your jokes, and then uh, why we'll see how it goes from there. Why? Why am I going to do That's that? That's a pretty harsh thing to say, dude. But no, I, no. But I don't mean that as an insult. I think your stand up comedy is in my every stand up open mic show, whatever I've seen you do. I think you're the funniest and not that i have a biased opinion sure like i would tell you if you sucked I so would let like, everybody uh, else who's not funnier than me write my jokes no I, I i would think it would be fun to let i mean i'm not saying you have to say those jokes like let us write the jokes for you and it'd be funny to see you sift through them oh no and no, no, put no your well, twist on we them, always thought it would be funny like as, as stand-up comics like there's there's comics that I've, bomb every time they go up every single time they go up they, they get the bomb. sympathy laugh Oh, they don't even get that anymore. People just leave. And I always thought it'd be funny just like <laughs> just like build up a name 
And people are like, dude, I got to go see Steve perform. You going to see Steve? Yeah, I took off work to go see this guy, of course. So I want people to take off time. And then I just wanted to do some comic set that absolutely bombed. You know what I mean? What? Like, <laughs> like I just wanted to do that. So like, I'm take t- take your... any outdoor thing you saw. Like, or, it, it, picture this for for guys who don't do stand up. Like, take any outdoor show that you watch in like any corny thing that like anytime someone shoots a deer, they say something like, oh, like a punchline. Oh, one right in the kisser. Mwah. You know, if they say something <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> Just to, like, perfect. you can shoot I, it Hold here. on, hold on. Stop, stop. Can I, can I hear that again? <laughs> oh, right in the kisser. <laughs> <Mwah. laughs> that actually could be an outdoor punchline for a hunt. I'm saying, but, like, if somebody shot that, because, like, you know, there's, like, all those guys like Waddell and, you know, all those cats that, like, anytime they shoot a deer, like, they have that catchphrase. But, like, there's that guy who's, like, the, I don't know, the Andrew Dice Clay of, of, of like, outdoor guys that has that. He has that, has that like, uh, anytime he shoots a deer, oh, who comes the gook? You know, type thing. But you, you, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I'm I'm still trying to see where you're going with the stand up comedy thing. So, yeah. (laughs) Jim's like, get back on the. I'm just saying, like, it's always, like, to me, it would always be funny to do somebody who bombs constantly just do their jokes. Yeah. As, like, a joke to me. Yeah, like, I, but the thing is, you'd have to come. You'd, you'd have to be consistently at open yeah. mics. Oh, I'm, not, the I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not, you don't have to be. That's I'm the thing. not fully clear. So, like, that's what you want to do. You just want. That's kind of idea. An, an idea that I want to do eventually. You're a little spacey, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. If that's I'm a great saying, plan. Man, I, I, I don't know. If that's a great I, plan. I that's just something that I always thought. Would I be probably funny. wouldn't recommend it. And the thing is, like, you can't do. Hunting stand-up comedy because it's like no one's gonna get it. But oh yes, hunt. you can, dude. There's a lot of camo hats. Well, I guess those people who are in camo. Don't yeah, hunt, that doesn't mean anything now. Like nowadays, uh, it doesn't. you can buy camo at Walmart, so that's what you think <laughs> because it's cool. They just go and buy Walmart camo and well, it's usually mossy oak, isn't it? I mean, that's what I buy is Walmart camo. Thing I'm, is, I'm not if, saying if you're, nothing bad about it, but thing that, is I'm it, just saying that's where the people are getting it. No, no, that's not always true. It's not always true. If you're rocking a, a camo pocket tee, I respect you in a sense. Oh, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> when you're wearing a camo pocket tee, it's like... Steve that, wears a camo pocket tee almost 99.9% like, like, of the time. When you see I a chick wearing a pink, real tree mossy oak... I put my girlfriend's uh, debit card the in there, so when I'm picking up Subway, like, like uh, I don't have to put that card too far away. If you see a chick wearing real tree mossy old hoodie, like mixed in, let me know. Just like well, what, when what, you find I, that, I, let me know. That's Mule Man. Listen to Muley. I bet you if we Listen go to, to Walmart right now and we look through all their camouflage stuff, we will find something Dude, that's mixed together. Muley is the ultimate predator. Yeah, we want. I want to talk about Muley here real quick. Mule man. Muley is a predator. You're here in the studio. We'll put all Muley, my. Let's talk to Muley for a minute. Chip, yeah, because we got to. We're going to bounce back it. to you here in a second. But oh, no. Muley. Yeah, Muley's on the spot. We haven't known you for very long, but we've known you for. And by very long, we mean 35 we, minutes. But <laughs> we've known you for long enough, I should say, right? Yeah, yeah, you got a sense of who I am. We got a little flavor, you know. We You're took, like a young Enrico Iglesias. We took, I don't know who that is. We took Muley oh, and Chip out to uh, <laughs> live under a rock, guys. Try and tell a story here, guys. Trying to paint a picture for the, the listeners here. We took Muley out tonight, and, and Chip, of course. And uh, we took him out to a couple local uh, 
I guess watering holes. You could say. Yes. Um, see, see what Muley's made of here, and uh, he's quite a good guy. We'll just say that he's uh, he's he's got it going on. We'll say that um, he got lots of looks from the ladies. So Muley, what what's the secret? What do, what do you do? I, I have mean, no secrets. I'm me. You just I'm just me. You just laid all out there, huh? No one else I, is comfortable I, in their skin. Can we he talk, doesn't need to hide anything from the lady. Can we talk about the Tinder app here? Real I think quick? it was the hair, though. I think the hair gave it away. Chip, can we talk about no, the Tinder app? It's not the hair. <laughs> Let's do Tinder. Let's do Tinder. Whatever all right. I do with the hair. So we were at matter. we were at a local establishment called Bent River Brewery, and uh, great brewery, by the way. If you're ever in the Quad Cities, go to it. Drink an uncommon stout. You'll love it. Anyway, Mule Wait, Man, did you guys love the uncommon stout? Mule Man's got this app on his phone. It's called Tinder. A lot of you guys already know what it is. Yep. Some of you don't. It's to, to it's explain. how you find hunting property. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an app. Potentially. It's an app to find women that hunt. And uh, no, it's not just no. that hunt. No, the women are hunting you're, something. You're hunting the women. See, it's just oh, women. I'm you're a modern the women man. Is what's going on? I'm See. a modern man. So, in today's society, <laughs> we don't know how to communicate. People don't go out socially like they used to, so exactly. you have to meet through apps. So this is what I'm forced to do, being a modern man. Right. Keep in mind, this guy says he's a modern man. He's never seen The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Lion King. Thank you very much. I mean, The Lion King so, exactly. too. Simba's if you guys revenge. think about it, if I you guys think about it, I'm uh, I'm probably the old dude in the room. I'm 30 years old. I mean, yeah, you, you got you five are. years on me, boy. Yeah. So so back in my day, I mean, there is no there is no social like Tinder. There is oh, no. Oh, dude, you had to fold up a paper in a certain way to hand a note to him. No, you went to you went to the local bar and you met up with chicks and that's what happens and every weekend the people in your area they go to bars and that's where you meet up and you hang out. Well nowadays it's not like that. Like there's a lot of people that don't go out to go to bars. They're at school studying. They have jobs. They have to go to work the next day, blah 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 blah, etc. So nowadays it's not face to face. It's it's an app on your damn smartphone on this exactly. little computer. Like, I, I don't think there's is, anybody so that's bizarre. out there there's that's little, like, oh yeah, how'd you meet your wife? I met her on a Tuesday. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder, Tinder, Tinder. I met her on Tinder. Well, that's so, the thing though. Like in ten years, I met my wife on Tinder. Like no, I swipe right. And, and, dude, yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's there's be a little a, computer. Right. There's a little computer in your pocket that you pull out, and there's an app on it where all these women are on the same app that you are on, and then you're signed up. And you, if you like their picture, you swipe right, and if you don't, you swipe left. And your picture's on there. And if they swipe the same way that you swiped, all of a sudden now you have a match, and now you guys can talk to each other, and it's magic. Do you think that every time a chick swipes right, she's like, Muley, and it's 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 absurd. Mule man, how, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate t- uh, Tinder? And would you recommend your fellow hunters to download this app? Let's give a real honest review. What real would quick. I rate it? Yeah, one Ooh. to ten. Tinder is probably towards an eight or nine. Whoa, eight or would nine. you swipe right on Holy Tinder? Crap. <laughs> <laughs> so but I think we need to come up like you know. Facebook, MySpace, and then they came up with a camo space. Yeah, I, think yeah, we I remember MySpace. We camo need to Tinder. figure out a camo Tinder or something along those lines. The outdoor Tinder. The huh? outdoor Tinder. Oh, man. Oh, it's oh, called that. That's it's the newest the, thing, It's going to be nothing but buckle jeans and plaid <laughs> shirts. <laughs> and I'm not going to join it. 
I'm not John Deere hats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so Meal Man. Wait, and you can call might, it Get Her Done. They might have it. Might be a FarmersOnly.com. I don't know. <laughs> that could be. That could be. <laughs> All right, Meal All right. Man, enough about your personal life. We want to know ranks. about you, what you do. Why what are you I here do? right now? Why am I here? Yeah, there you go. Well, what do segue. you do? I I'm you actually, know I'm a segwayer. Tighten her back up. I'm a cameraman for uh, Fear No Evil, and I've worked Who for... Who stars in that show? Chris Brackett. The uh, correct answer was Chip Brackett. But <laughs> <laughs> Chip City. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Chip's another character in the show, and um, a new character in the show is also Michelle, uh, Chris's sister. And then I also rough cut that show. And um, that's why I'm currently here. You know, you guys didn't invite me. I understand. I'm Whoa, just a no-name. Hold on, I'm just hold a on. no-name. <laughs> throwing shade. Hey, I'm sorry. Did someone turn off the lights with all that shade that's been thrown? Good Lord. You welcome back anytime, yo, man. You're welcome back anytime. All right. I, I appreciate yes, that. But uh, that's why I'm here. But I got my start in the outdoor industry. Uh, I was probably about 15 years old. I decided when I was really young, you know. It was seven years ago, by the way. Yeah, it, it was a while ago. I decided when I was really young that this was something I wanted to do, and me and my cousin decided we would um, actually pursue it together. And when I turned 15, he was 16, we actually got on our first pro staff. You know, we were cool. We were on a pro staff. And um, it was actually a DVD project. With a bunch of guys in New York, you know, there's a pro staff spread out throughout the state, and no one really knew each other. But we, what were their names? We, oh, there was probably about twenty of them. No, no, no. The name of the project. Oh, that was Fanatic Outdoors. Fanatic. Uh, yeah. What is Fanatic? Fanatic Outdoors. Oh, I, I don't remember the definition. Is it, is it still of that. around? It, no, it only lasted about a year to two years, and um, then the two owners of it. They decided to separate paths, and some yeah, because they got promoted from part time to full time, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no. just throwing shade. <laughs> some of the guys went, and they actually started a television show called Crossroads TV. Um, I believe that aired for a quarter. Then I don't think it aired after that. I think everyone decided to go their own ways. And while they did that, I decided to go my own way. I actually produced webisodes for a different group called Shared Obsession TV. And I'm actually in contact with a couple of those guys still. One of them was um, a good friend of mine. Murdoch was a good friend of mine. Murdoch? And yeah, his na- last name's Murdoch. We used to call him Murdoch here and there. Um, there <laughs> yeah, that's that's the highlight of your story right there. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy that was on that, his name was Jake Bennett. He actually... Um, he does the Urban Deer Complex, if you've heard of that. he's close. Oh, he wrote that uh, book, didn't he, he? He didn't write it. His buddy AJ wrote it, but he's in it, I believe. Ah. And he works with him now. And he kills a lot of deer, big deer right there, like in Boston, the Boston suburbs, areas like that. Man, they're um, racking up deer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, Jake's actually from New York, so he doesn't have the cocky you know, accent like other guys from Massachusetts do. Oh, guys but, from, like, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Yeah, the yeah. New England accent. Dude, yeah. you guys from that. New Hampshire that try to have deer punting podcasts? Come on now. What? 
I don't isn't know, that, man. Isn't that where Jay Scott's from? I'm good originally. Guy, good guy. Hey, <laughs> don't be hating on the Northeast. You, you guys got to give you guys trash. You got to make it obvious you're joking. You, Steve's oh, like yeah. Steve's stone cold joking about people over here, and people are like, man, screw <laughs> no, this guy. No. <laughs> I grew up in New Hampshire, so. See, no. And, and you're about I, to get beat up, Steve. <laughs> yeah, by who? Some New York people. I've seen videos. Anyway. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a mafia after your ass here real yeah, quick. Yeah, the mafia got uh, shut down. Thank you, Rudy Giuliani. No, you uh, think so. I'm from New yeah. York, bub. Bub. <laughs> uh, the the commish is a real thing, guys. Uh, we've confirmed it in a federal court. Get out of here. Anyway, I wanted to bring up this. God. Like, it's it's kind of a funny story. You guys work together. You Mule can punch Man. him, Mule Man. I won't be mad at you. Hey, just because I wasn't born in a cornfield doesn't mean I don't know about the mafia. Listen, Mule Man, I'm a made man, so you punch me, you have a contract taken out on you. <laughs> From the Hungarian mafia, so it's never going to be cashed in. <laughs> Way over my head. I don't know where this is going. Let's right. tighten back up. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to take control I, of this. I want to tighten up. No, Steve's uh, going nowhere. No, here it is. Because uh, you guys both grew up in the New York area, New Hampshire, New York, same new thing. But you guys worked together, but you did not grow up together. Explain how that connection's kind of cool. Uh, I mean... Oh, just say it's not cool, and we'll move on to the next subject. <laughs> it's, just... it's, it's, it's just kind of strange. I mean, originally, you know... I grew up in New Hampshire. Um, I th- I would say when I was 13, I moved to New York, and then I was in New York for a while, upstate New York. Started working for Chris, and then, you know, further along the lines, uh, he got talking with um, Salvo Magro, if you guys know who that is. I'm, yep. There's a few people that know who he is. Out Hung there, out with him at ATA a little so bit. So then, like, uh, we needed, like, an extra cameraman because... We started to introduce me as not only the producer but the character. Like the a show. star. So, so we need a new ca- we need a new cameraman. We needed more cameramen. So we had Salvo come along. Uh, he's no longer with us, but like he was a New York dude. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then Salvo's a fun personality. I gotta say that he's right. the guy the with dude. the cross on his face, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does that. And okay, then, so he's not like one of the Neville brothers that's got tattooed. <laughs> he just does it with face paint, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you got hooked up with Chris because he put like a post out on Facebook. When I say you, I mean uh, Mule Man over here on my right. Yeah, uh, yeah. He oh, put a Mule. He, he put a post he was, on Facebook. He was looking for people, and then you answered, right? No, actually, a friend of mine actually tagged me in it. Preston Riley tagged me in it. And uh, let me know about the opportunity. And I talked to Chris, and I couldn't get out there immediately because um, I was still in college. But I knew that's an opportunity I want right. to take advantage of. So I went and like I took all my finals a week early, convinced my professors, and quit my job. I mean, it was just a part-time job at the time while I was in college. Right. And from there, zoomed out to Illinois to film you. <laughs> missed you <laughs> to film me missed you. Oh, what a great career move! Uh, <laughs> I was sitting. You gave up all oh, that to, yeah. to come out and I film me missed here in a tree oh. stand, watching the biggest deer. Because I'm from New York, where we don't have big deer. Watching the biggest supposedly, deer I've seen. Suppo- yeah, supposedly. But yeah. you know, it, it's true. There's some here and there. 
watching some of the biggest deer I've seen, 140, 160-inch deer walk around. And Monsters. Chip, chip fleeing arrows at them. And boom, oh, there oh, goes man, that I one. Oh, man, I shot a monster. Oh, I was drinking a monster. One. Oh, snap. <laughs> to the point, I didn't even shake anymore. I could just film them correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that that so. often, huh? Oh, not that often. I mean, it, it's just like you saw on the episode that he killed Miyagi. Um, he missed two there with his bow. And I filmed one of the ones he missed. I filmed the Miyagi kill, but we got to see a lot of big deer in between the Miyagi kill to when I filmed the hound dog try to recover that first mm-hmm. deer that he wounded. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that's that's the day I showed up. I showed up the day he wounded that deer. Yeah. And the next morning, I have Chris Brackett throwing a camera in my hand telling me I'm filming on the Outdoor Channel, and I'm filming filming the recovery of this deer. Yeah. And <laughs> we have... And he was yelling at me. <laughs> You know, Chris Brackett's a big dude. Like, if you guys ever see him in real life, like, I'm 5'9". Yeah, I could whoop probably anybody's ass. You're not even close to 5'9". Shut up. I'm 5'9". You're you're maybe 5'6". If anybody's listening, I'm actually 6'2". But, (laughs) yeah, Chris is a pretty big dude. Like, he's... 6 foot. Is he 6 foot? I mean, if you ask him, he's 6'10", but, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's kind of a monster, so he just he's a threw monster a in, in this room because we're all midgets. But still, like the one eyed uh, in the land of the blind, the one eyed king is uh, one eyed right. man is king. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this podcast and just re recontrol it. Chip, we're going to focus on you right now. When sorry, me old man. When did you start hunting? Okay. Like, how old were you when you got into the hunting world? Oh, when I got into the hunting. Give world? give me how old when you got into hunting, and then when it transitioned to like, oh crap, I'm in the hunting industry. Like, what was what's the difference oh, between wow. there? Uh, I mean, when I got into hunting, I can't even. Rem- I couldn't tell you my first time. I couldn't tell you my first time in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't. It was that young. It's just part of your lifestyle at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's no point where I'm like, that was my... Like, when I got taken out my first time, I wasn't old enough to say, like, that was my first time. Yeah. And then after that, like, the time that I would remember it, it had already happened so times, so that's not even considered my first time, so... Yeah. I can kind of relate to that. I don't even know. Like, I couldn't tell you what age I was. I couldn't tell you. It was just... uh, before I got to actually kill something and hunt something myself, I had been in the woods with my dad yeah. numerous times on duck hunts, on squirrel hunts, on uh, pheasant hunts, deer hunts, whatever. Just watching him hunt. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Like I remember weird things like uh, my dad taking me like rabbit hunting. Yeah, but like I wasn't hunting. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, you were just, just kind of along. For I was the just ride. like there with my sister, yeah. and like he would kill a squirrel, and we'd like chase it down and find it, and then like after we found it, like he'd like pull out this like four ten, I don't even know, like out of nowhere, <laughs> and be like, "Let's do some target practice." So then like we'd like shoot at like bottles in the woods. So like after he hunted, like we got to shoot a gun. I get. It. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So Dad took you out because it's it's more be- because instead of taking a dog out, he actually gets to claim yep. you guys on his taxes. Yes, exactly. So you get well, to, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, where yeah, did? Because yeah, yeah. I know you have like the skateboard vibe, like, and I grew up as a BMX kid, and I know you like when you watch your videos. Guys that aren't familiar with skate and BMX videos are not going to really understand, but. Right. I can sense like the vibe and the music and the editing and stuff that you come from that kind of background. When did that come into play well, when you're right. in your hunting world? I'll break, I'll break it down. So like when I was a little kid, like I explained, my dad took me out. 
And then there became an age where, like, all of a sudden he put a, a weapon in my hands and he was like, you can go hunting now. But, like, as as, Thanks, as as a child, as a as a kid, like, my experiences with hunting with my dad, like, I didn't really enjoy hunting. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, when you take a kid out hunting, you have to, like, make sure everything is perfect. You got to keep the interest level you, up. You got to make sure they're warm. You got to make sure they're fed. You got to make sure they're happy. You got to have some action going on. You got to make, make sure it fun. everything's going on. And, and it's not about the hunt. It's about them. It's, it's the experience. Let them rattle. Let them grunt. Let them do whatever they got to exactly. do to keep interested. So, like, when my dad brought me out, like, he was trying to kill shit. Yeah. And he just <laughs> happened to and go, that... oh, crap, I better bring my boy along. Yeah, yeah. Last minute. Throw on these sweatpants that are mine, that are 17 <laughs> times too big for you. Throw on these boots that are 17 times too big for you. Just get safety pins. I'll Put fix it when we get there. Put on this coat that is 17 times too big for you and come along and you better friggin' run because we're late. Yeah. And we you have know, to kill shit. Yeah, he really <laughs> so just didn't want to catch any flack from your mother. That was my experience. That was my experience as hunting with my dad. Is that it, like, it was sing or swim. Here it we was go. Going, we're going. We're going bow hunting. You're coming with me. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to take normal steps because I'm an adult, but you have to run because your legs are 17 times shorter than mine. <laughs> and I'm on a hurry to the tree stand, and I don't have an extra tree stand for you, so you're going to sit in the crotch of this tree while it friggin' rains. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I so do. So that was my, like, going hunting with my dad. So then I would complain and squirm around, and he'd make me go to the bottom of the tree and fall asleep at the bottom of the tree during a friggin' pouring down rainstorm, and we didn't see anything. And then afterwards, he's like, didn't you see that buck? Wasn't it awesome? I'm like, no, Dad, this sucks. Yeah. And the, oh, man. That's so tough because I think a lot of parents ruin kids like that for hunting because it's just almost like you got it's it's a weird easement where you have to just slowly taper into the yeah. technical skills of yeah. bow hunting over yeah. time because I did the same thing. My dad has video of my dad in a tree stand and me at the base of the tree with a shotgun laid over me asleep with yeah. blaze orange on me. It's the same thing. And, and you just, know what's and you know what's crazy is that uh, even though I had that bad experience and I did not like hunting at all because of that, I hated hunting. Yeah, I couldn't stand. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I would rather do homework than hunting at that age. Yeah, like, I, I did not like hunting. Like how old is this? Eight, nine, ten? Right yeah, on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Same, uh, I'm in the same yeah, boat. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, around that age. Um, I hated it. And uh, I didn't want anything to do with it, and I just wanted to hang out with my friends and play NBA Jam on Nintendo. And, and, and <laughs> and whatever. Well, it's just um, too see, easy to do that when you're a kid. It's no, hard. See, I feel no pity for you because you had a Nintendo. Had you said now, you wanted to play NBA Jam on a Sega, I would have felt something for you. Now, now, listen. Uh, what's weird is that all of that happened, which would turn some someone completely off of hunting. Yeah. Completely off of. For Don't sure. want nothing to do with. You think I'm done for the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that experience in my life, I'm yeah. now not a hunter. But I'm a firm believer that it's in your DNA and that it's in your blood. Well, you can't really even deny that. No, it is. It is. Yeah, you can't deny that it it's, is. It's, it is in it's your genetically, DNA. It's, it's genetically true. in a human being's DNA to want to kill stuff. It really is. It's well, I mean, if you didn't have it, you just, in your DNA. In, back in the day, if you didn't have it, you'd be dead. You wouldn't exist. Yeah. And 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 my father, <coughs> I mean, lucky of a father and as great as a father as he is, I mean, it was in my DNA. So as much as he, he did try, he did try and introduce me to it, but he, yeah. did it, he did it wrong to where in a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Know? 
But it was in my DNA from birth to be a hunter. Now you don't know that at that age. You don't know that at all. You don't. You, oh, yeah. you don't yeah. feel it until you get to that pu like that that pre puberty level yeah. mm-hmm. or when you're reaching puberty. Prepubescent is what us scientists call it. And all of a sudden, these weird things start coming through your brain where you're like you're. You're feeling that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people feel that that live in the city or the suburbs that don't have, like, the uh, outlet for that. And they, yeah. don't, they don't know what to do with it. So they just go do a bunch of weird shit, whatever. But Wait, could you touch on that situation? I well, no, that. Here's the that, thing. Could go, that could go in a the, whole other direction. But yeah. what I'm saying is that, is that uh, 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 okay, so I grew up. My parents were together. Okay, my dad introduced me to hunting a bunch of times. I did not like it. My parents split up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I move in with. I, I stay with my mother. My dad's a, a police officer at the time. He worked for the Stratum Police Department, New Hampshire. Uh, my mother and I we move from Stratum to New Hampshire. My mother, me, and my sister. So we go to a bigger school. It's kind of cityish, whatever. Yeah. So. Um, I had been skateboarding at the time in Stratum, but now I go to Exeter where there's a big city where I can skateboard and there's more places to skateboard, more skate spots and whatever. So I start skateboarding with a bunch of local skateboarding kids. I meet up with a bunch of kids that skate. We become friends, blah, 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 blah. We start filming each other, make skate videos. We, yeah. We're, we're constantly filming each other. I, I take my mom's VHS. It took VHS tapes. Is a yeah, big Panasonic. Buddy. Oh, the big side thing? The big hey, can, can I stop you there and ask you what board and shoes were you rocking at that time? At the time, I think my first board was... Um, it's say Alien Workshop, please. Oh, dude, it was before Alien Workshop. Powell. Oh. <laughs> no. Birdhouse. No. Oh, God, what was my first board? If you can't think of it, it doesn't really matter. No, no. My first board was um, it was a brand that's no longer even available nowadays. It was called Tree Fort, and they used uh, to make they used to make uh, uh, they used to make blanks back in the oh, day. Oh, yep, mm-hmm. it was blanks. There was no picture. straight wood. Yeah. I remember them CCS. Uh, but my first, blanks. my very first official board. Because I had like the Walmart board, not not even Walmart, Ames. It was Ames back then. You remember Ames? Ah, uh, yeah, that name's ringing a bell. Ames. It was like way before Walmart, way before Kmart. Ames was the place to be. And uh, so I had an Ames board. My mom, my mom put that on a layaway where you could make payments on it. But it wasn't yours. It stayed there. So, like, you went to this desk. You made payments on it. You get to wave at it every once in a on, while. Yeah, yeah, it's called layaway. Do they even still do that yeah, anymore? They do. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. In some stores. Oh, yeah, Walmart do, does. They do it at Walmart oh, around oh, the boy, they sure do. Well, anyway, moms put, moms put the skateboard on layaway, and I got a skateboard. And uh, me and uh, my buddy Ryan Bates, we started to skate and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, my but my first... Um, my mom found a local skate shop in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it was called Slackers. Slackers was the name of the skate shop. I don't even know if they're still open, but it's in, it was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and she bought me a gift certificate, and she gave it to me for Christmas. I was 12 years old. 
was 12 years old on Christmas. She gave me a gift certificate to Slackers, my first skate shop. That's probably the greatest gift ever. She took me there, dude. And I was so intimidated by anybody that was in that (laughs) store or that worked there. I just felt like a poser the second I went in there with my mom. Straight Hessian right here. The second I went in there, I'm like, I'm a freaking poser, and these guys know it. Yep. No, I, I know it. Dude, I remember being in the BMX shop, asked my mom to buy the, uh, well, oh, what's what's the uh, S and M video? Oh no, the little devil video, the little devil oh, video, um, yeah. criminal mischief. I remember asking my mom to buy me that video and when I was ten years old, and my oh. mom's like, "Little devil, criminal mischief, I'm not buying this for you." Oh, and man. I had to go back in when I was like. I bought it five years, or no, about five six years later, when I could drive myself to the yeah. BMX shop, and I yeah. bought that video. Yeah, and I and I did the same thing. I was so into hunting, so into the BMX scene, and the BMX scene and the skateboarding scene is kind of crazy, wild. Like you do dumb stuff just because you're with yeah. your friends and yeah. you want to be crazy. Yeah. And then the BMX world was so up, kind of uptight, straight and narrow, in just a certain way it was. And I mean, it still is that way to a certain point. But that's what makes, you know, that's where all these hunting shows that are kind of different, off the grid, kind of wild and crazy right. are kind of grabbing attention. You know, I think you just said it backwards by accident. I think you said the BMX world is uptight. Oh, yeah, the hunting oh, world. Yeah. The but hunting cool. world. Yeah, yeah, the hunting yeah. world. Look, I, I'll, I'll tell you guys a I story. Might have, I don't like, know. Like, same situation. Uh, when I was Steve a kid, didn't ever skateboard. He's obviously No, I, I, I skated. I skated, dude. I was not a hesh. You couldn't, you couldn't even ollie, man. You just rolled and tripped over cracks. I ollie, did I not ollie six months ago? I guarantee you. All right, did. you know what? You Dakota had did. loose trucks is what it is. There was this, uh, and I was like super nervous. There was a skate shop next to this guitar shop. Did you right. get your scooter there? Is that my razor? No, I got my razor scooter from Osco Drug (laughs) on my birthday, and I got to ride that mug back. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, no, like I get that. Like, there's a skate shop right there, and dude, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like so scared to go in there. So I was like, oh, let me go into the guitar shop. And I was even more scared because I was like, I want to play guitar. You just didn't fit in anywhere when you were no, a kid. No, no. That's the moral. <laughs> you know what? Right. But like, you know what would be super cool is if we can get like skate decks decked out in camo. Yeah. You, well, I mean, that's a thing. You can. You can get it. it can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I know DC. To... DC works with uh, mossy oak a lot. See, that's awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have a DC hat that's all mossy oak. Oh, dude, we need them. Right. We need them because Kurt always rocks DC. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tighten it back up here. All right, Chip. I want you to give me. We're, we're limited on time. We're gonna we're gonna tighten them up around an hour. Usually is what we do. Our really? On. Yeah. Oh, then, that's yeah. I think ridiculous. we have to tighten them up an hour because that's how we have to upload them because they won't upload if they're longer. Is that right? Well, no. It's just it, it's just it's different. All right. I can keep going from where I just left off. We can. We can do another. We can do a whole other thing. But I, what's next? Like, okay, so you transition from skateboarding, you start hunting. And I don't know, we're probably missing a whole skip. I mean, just continue on. Let's. Yeah, let's. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, to make it quick from there, obviously, where we left off when I was a, a little kid inside of a, a skateboard shop, all scared. Scared Everybody knew yeah. that I was a poser. It went from there. I started skateboarding. Uh, my parents split up. I moved to Exeter. I started skateboarding. My buddies and I started filming each other and filming skateboarding. Board video. So everywhere I went, I had a video camera over my shoulder filming my friends. Mm-hmm. And I would edit in my house. I had two VCRs. So, like, I would 
I had a VCR. <laughs> I had a VCR yeah, hooked up, and I'd push play on one VCR, and I'd push record on the other VCR. So I'd re- record a trick. I'd push stop, and then I would find the next trick that we would land, and blah blah blah. And I would edit that way and make VH- VHS tapes That's like awesome. that. And then um, I got into some trouble when I was a little kid. I mean, uh, I wasn't the the biggest angel out of them all. I became too much for my mother. Yeah. So, well, you're a skateboarding kid, so well, it's kind of yeah. expected. So, so my dad's like, "Well, I'm moving to upstate New York to become a chicken farmer, and uh, you can <laughs> just move with me, and I'll take you out of your mom's hands." So that's that's what happened. I moved uh, out of my mom's house. I moved my bet my dad to New York, Romulus, New York. So I went from 500 kids to my in my grade to 40. <laughs> Okay, so Ooh. now now I'm in a school with 40 kids in my grade. Hey, it's at least you were the top skater in the <laughs> <laughs> right now. That's still big. Yeah. So, <laughs> no so, one's going to take that one so from you. I moved to Romulus, New York, and, and I still have this like need and passion to film my friends doing something that we all enjoy. And then after becoming friends with a bunch of kids in my grade, it turned into not skateboarding but hunting. So it went from thank God all, it went from filming <laughs> really all, though yeah it went from filming all my friends skating and having a good time to filming all of my friends hunting and having a good time and that's where it all started that's how I got into this so that that that's probably where Animal House fired off and then yeah. the rest of it all comes yeah. into play from there on yeah out. I mean so, so the fail uh, videos weren't as funny but well you the know. thing is it's like I, you know fear no evil. Uh, a badass show People enjoy it um, But the thing is People enjoy Animal House too For different reasons And Of course yeah. You know It all has its own creativity And you can, you can appreciate Each aspect of each show In, in its own way And um, I've always been Attracted to your To your work Because I come from The I, I sense the Extreme Sport Vibe from it If that makes sense um, Right 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 I grew up uh, watching skate videos Yeah You know what I mean So that's like uh, Anybody that Just jumps into uh, Filming or editing Or whatever yeah. With no actually schooling Or any kind of background Is obviously going to emulate What they grew up watching so, For sure So a lot of what I emulate Is skate videos And all all my favorite films and, and, let, and a lot of people who let's don't, do something fun here. Well, uh, we'll, we'll hit them with some, the randoms. No, here. I want to hit them with some random skating questions. No, I, but, I want to put a twist on this. Okay. All right, I want to <laughs> ask you. I'm scared to let you do. I got to right, right turn up this heater over here because it's blasting. Oh, the thing is warm. All right, are you ready? I'm going to ask you a bunch of... Steve's saying, um, I don't want to talk anything about hunting right now. We're just going to talk no, about No, I'm going to talk hunting. I'm going to talk hunting, but it's skateboarding-wise. We're time. We're we're getting tight on time. Do you so. want to hear this? All right. There's no time. Are you ready? Who? Are you ready, Chip? I'm ready, buddy. Who is the Tony Hawk of hunting? The Tony Hawk of hunting... Right now in the industry, I would have to it's say a good question, actually. is Michael Waddell. Oh, Waddy. Very accurate. All right, let me find these. I'm Who's the Danny Ray of hunting? The Danny Way of hunting right now is Christopher Brackett. Oh, Brackett. And that means... <laughs> Are you writing this down? More Steve? than oh, yeah, anything. Yeah. Who is the Rodney Mullen of hunting? The Rodney Mullen right now of the hunting industry is Mark Drury. All right, right here. 
Dude, those um, are fantastic answers for that, by the way. Chip, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fires here, okay? Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Ba-na-na-na-na. Favorite outdoor magazine? Uh, I like Field and Stream, man. Sasquatch, yes or no? As far as the animal, as far as the like uh, meat stick that they sell at the <laughs> gas station, because if you're talking about the Slim Jim that they that 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 uh, what is it? Uh, what's the brand? Jack Links. Jack Links makes. Yeah. I'm I'm pro I'm pro Sasquatch. The belief the belief of the animal. Oh, uh, critter. Why not? I think Sasquatch is alive. I'm gonna ask you a tough question right now. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Favorite bow brand. Uh-huh. Favorite bow brand right now. I would have to say Matthews. Um, From what I shot at the ATA this year, I shot. I didn't shoot all of them, but I shot the only Matthews, right? I shot the (laughs) biggest names there are, and I shot them all at this year's ATA. And this year, I was super impressed with Matthews lineup, the entire lineup. All right, understandable, understandable. Um, Backstrap or jerky. Backstrap all day. All right. Um, where are we at? Where we need we to at? get rid of that question. That's a great question. Some people pick jerky, man. No one has ever um, picked jerky. Favorite? I mean, this is kind of biased. I'll ask you anyway, though. Favorite outdoor-related show? Favorite outdoor-related show? Like television show? Yep, anything. I like Meat Eater. Meat Eater's a great Whoa, show, man. That's what, two what, weeks what, in what, a row, what, man. What? what? Yeah, um, that's two weeks in a row. Big Meat shout out to it. Steve Ranella for sure. Yeah, I love Steve Ranella. Favorite podcast? It don't have to be hunting related. It don't say Meat Eater because that'd be two weeks in a row too. Um, my favorite podcast. I would have usually, obviously, said you know the Joe Rogan Experience. Yep. But lately, but lately, boy? right now, I've been uh. listening to a lot more of uh, Joey Diaz's The Church of What's oh. Happening Now. Yep. I thought he was going to say. Look that. up uh, Duncan Trussell <laughs> Family Hour. Oh, I listen to them all, but yep. but uh, I don't know what it is. But Diaz has just been so on point. Dude, lately. he smokes too many uh, marijuana cigarettes. No, typical or non-typical whitetails? Typical. Typical, huh? Really? All day. That easy, huh? Um. Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on. Beer or liquor? Liquor. Ooh, man, you're running through these. What's your dream hunt? Oh, here we go. Uh, Hanging out with Mule Man anywhere? Yeah, I would have to say... I, I (laughs) I would have to say right now, elk hunting in Colorado with Lord Krungle... Uh, pretending that he knows how to call the the elk, so uh, Lord Krungle would be calling and Mule Man would be filming. Mule Man's right. heartbroken. I'm gonna over hit here. you with a weird question right now. Uh-oh. Eva Shockey or Tiffany Lukowski or other? Uh, other. Oh, who's, who's the, the other? other? I don't even have another. Any other? All right. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love you, Tiffany, but Lee has your heart, so that's all that there Great is. Great answer. Yeah, so, well, you know. know. Favorite tree stand snack. <laughs> Uh, favorite tree stand snack. <sighs> Gordettos say it, son. No, man. I mean, uh, favorite tree stand snack. I don't even know. That's a tough one. It used to be just like any kind of beef jerky, but it's so damn loud. Like every bag that you, of beef jerky is <laughs> super duper loud. Every time you're a cameraman and you're trying to open up a bag of jerky. Like, the hunter just stares at you like you're on drugs. Like, you're freaking serious right now. You're trying to open a bag. And then when it opens, it smells so potent that it's just like, all right, we might as well get down. So it used to be beef jerky. I just want to say, like, some kind of granola bar right now. 
just like any easy, descent, kind of, any kind of gr- granola healthy. bar, or like the gas station, like cracker and peanut butter. You know what I mean? Like the the, the Ritz cracker with the peanut butter. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. No like, sabra hummus and the, up there, and the peanut butter like fills you up. You eat like four or five of those, and you're good. Okay, I got one for here. You cannot. All right, I'm gonna tell you something you can't answer with. Your your if you had to pick a superhero power and you can't say, I I wish I could fly. Oh, dude, invisible. Invisibility. Invisible. All right. Well, that's actually well. I picked that on my interview for the no podcast. Contest. So no contest. Second, Rob, yeah. S- like, s- Rob, give me a number two. Give me a number yeah, two. No, like invisible, dude. Rob Banks hang out in like the ladies' changing room. <laughs> invisible all day long. Like, okay. what can you? What can you? What can you? Okay. Do you really want to hang out the in the genie, invisible? The genie oh, says. Hold on. All right. If I had two guesses, it'd be, no, no, I want to no, be invisible, and then the second one would be I want to be invisible. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> number one is you can only be two. invisible in the Lane Bryan. <laughs> Change your rooms. In the what? Lane Bryant change rooms. I don't understand that's, that. That's the worst bigger, thing I've ever said. Hey, yes, it's, a big, it's a bigger girl store. I'm sorry. That's kind of mean. Steve, don't shake your head at me. You're, you're fired from this podcast. Because I made a Lane Bryant joke. You made a lot of lame jokes this episode. No, I said Lane Bryant. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So it is it's not a Lane, big girl store. <laughs> yeah, is this, how long are we right now? We're over an hour. Right oh, now. dude, why don't you just keep going? Okay, I'll just announce that it's going to end, and then we'll keep going, and then just keep it going. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we've done we'll, that before. We'll, have to, we'll restart. We'll have to do You it. have to restart. Yeah. It so won't upload, upload it. the program. It just it just won't do it. It won't do it over an hour. No, I don't know why. Oh, wow. That in, a, in an hour listening is about the best time to keep when guys are at work to hold interest, and it tapers off by then. You're just better off restarting. Yeah, but Chip episode. told me we should do more than one hour, so I agree with him because he's so beautiful. I think I think you should just keep going. I think these people want to hear what's going on. This will be the one and only. Okay, we can we can try it. Are we peer pressuring you? How much longer? No. Is this peer go? pressure? I mean, I, I'm, all I'm saying is we might have to split it. If if it's not going to upload, we can do a halftime. And then go into the third quarter. Yeah, we'll have to halftime. You, have you could have a halftime. We, 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 can, num- a we can number break. two it, no problem. That's the thing. Yeah, let, let's halftime it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, do a break. We'll have the number two it. All right, we'll number two it. I'm down with the number two. All right, well, we're going to do part two, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned. You know what to do? Go shoot your bow. Thanks, guys. <laughs>